and he's ready to go. Noodle on his left, Jess on his right. Hey, hold up, don't start a fight. He's got you covered with all the sports. Don't fret, he's wearing shorts. It's time for waking Jake in the morning. Waking Jake at night. Jake sucks. Good morning, Bakers. What is going on, everyone? Happy Christmas Eve, Eve, Eve for football fans, right? Did I do that right, Rosie? Um, no. No. Okay. All right. Happy. That would have been yesterday. Okay. So it's Christmas Eve. Yeah. Games are tomorrow. Sorry, we're only eight seconds in. We've already screwed up. By the way, I, I'm going to apologize ahead of time. I just got off doing my 45 fat man uh, minutes on the elliptical. I am sweating like I just ran the New York City Marathon. So I'm going to apologize. I'm going to towel down as we do this. Maybe that's just because I'm uh, streaming with excitement for being on Wake and Jake yet again. I think that's what it is, Rosie. Uh, I am always sweating, so it's kind of it fits, actually. Uh, the studio fluctuates between... Antarctic cold or a sauna room. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm feeling cold air, but I am sweating, so I don't know. That could just be your presence. I'm also feeling the cold air, but it does feel like one of the hot days in this room. So I don't know what that's about. Well, don't talk to me about hot. I don't know if you guys have paid yeah. attention to the weather in Los Angeles. <laughs> it has been 110 degrees out here. Now, people are going to be like, yeah, cry me an effing river, Rose. Like, right. please. It's 72 on January 15th, which is accurate. So, but it is ungodly hot. Last night we got an alert right before our fantasy football draft, and a bunch of us live in California. An alert like, if you don't decrease the power use in your home, we are going to start doing rolling blackouts. I was like, I've got 70 minutes until my draft is done. Can you wait till then? <laughs> <laughs> once, once we have that finished, um, yeah, man, I, I've been seeing the temperatures. Obviously, your guy Ploofy's been complaining, so uh, I'm <laughs> yeah. So I'm sorry for that. Um, and Rosie, I mean, I I love talking sports with you. I love talking baseball oh. with you. I'd love to talk about Yelly's 500 foot homer yesterday. I'd love to talk about the Braves have caught the Mets, but you might have to go watch baseball today for some of that uh, in a little bit or every day. Uh, with Rose and Ploofy, but I want to talk football with you. I, I mean, I know so much of this company is still baseball. I, the people on Wake and Jake have heard my speech a number of times now. I thought, I thought after last baseball season, I thought I might be toast with football. I thought it was mm. going to be like, you know, fried from the baseball season. You know, the season starts kind of during the playoffs. Like I'm, you know, I, I, I just thought I wasn't going to be connected. I was more connected to the NFL than I than I ever was uh, last year, just because kind of that, especially now that they have the Thursday night routine. I think something about just kicking in Thursday morning, set your fantasy lineup Thursday yeah. night, check out the game, and then Sunday, as they've done for years, just ruling that day uh, is a nice little uh, was a nice little getaway for me and well, this whole country. So. Uh, I love it. I'm I'm more into football than I think I've ever been. Welcome to the party. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it's 
insane. It's funny when you work, like I've worked at NFL network now, this is uh, my 10th year. And they sent us a schedule. Like we block out these days. Like you're not supposed to take any vacation on these particular days. It's now hard to find times on the 12 months where you can take vacation because it's just, they have eventized almost every month. Like the one month there isn't anything is like June for the most part. There's mini camps. That's pretty much it, though. Yeah. Um. So it's crazy, and people are ready to go, and everybody's living out dreams because everybody wants to be this year's Bengals. Yeah. Right? To go from worst to, the, you know, minutes away from winning a Super Bowl. And there's a lot of teams, I think, that probably think they have a shot, and um, we'll – We'll display, uh, we'll downplay those myths as much as possible over the next half hour. Yeah, the uh, the 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 hope. Uh, it was I was started digging through the teams. I went, I looked at the Super Bowl odds by teams, and it was uh, you know, you could get pretty deep in there, and like you start giving yourselves a Bengals speech, and mm-hmm. it's uh, it's it's interesting, and it's what makes football great. And and this whole episode is brought to you by DraftKings. They are the official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can come in and bet $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. As an added bonus for week one, everyone can get the early win promotion. Bet on an NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly. The bet's over. You win. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code JOMBOY to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet this Sunday. That's code JOMBOY only at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Um, Rosie, before we, before we get going, I feel like I'm saying Rosie a lot. Uh, it's mm-hmm. wrist rolls yeah. off the tongue though. When you hit the Y right at the end of it, it's oh, exciting. Yeah. I get, you know, Malar used to just let those rip your Browns. I didn't, I didn't think I'd start here, but I, this whole company was built off fandom. Right, me and Jimmy were Yankee fans, and that's where the passion comes from. You are a Cleveland guy. You are a Cleveland Browns fan. You called some of the preseason games, I guess. Uh, in a to to start it off, what should people know about your Cleveland Browns this year? Are you excited? Um, and I guess what needs to happen for them to be in Bengals territory? Well, they're obviously in a different boat than any team in the NFL, right? The the starting quarterback for whom they traded. And you can, we can have a separate discussion at some point one year about the idea behind the trade, but they made the trade. So let's just talk about the football side of it only at this point. Um, Deshaun Watson will be suspended the first 11 games. Jacoby Brissett, who has made 37 starts in his NFL career is under center. Uh, I know some people don't like the win loss record for a quarterback. They don't think it's fair. And once again, you can discuss the merits of that. He's 14 and 23 as a starter. He's been on some okay teams. He's been on some crappy teams. The point is he's going to have to make some big boy throws if this team wants to have a winning record by the time Watson returns. Um, I think that, uh, unfortunately, I think a last place finish is not out of the question. But you have to remember that they're in a division last year where the first place team only had two more wins than the last place team. No other division had that sort of competition, right? I mean, the Ravens finished last at eight and nine. The Bengals won the division at ten and seven. So every game, you know, everybody wants to talk up the AFC West because of the quarterback situation, and I understand that. But the AFC North is just as competitive 
So the Browns are – the thing is, this is the most talent they've had on this team in 40 years, basically. A little under 40 years. And uh, and they go 6-5 and five until Watson gets back, and you hope that, you know, he doesn't have so much rust after sitting out for 23 months. I think it'll be a tough season for them. They'll be competitive, but I think it's going to be a tough win-loss season for them. I, uh, you know, Kevin Stefanski – as as I was doing this show and as the Browns have been going, you know, to to be twenty and fifteen, you know, wh- whether it's baseball or football, your your Browns for uh, many years were you know a, a team that got laughed at the the quarterback mm-hmm. jersey with all the names on it and everything like that. For what he's done there, it's been incredible. And and you're right, talent wise, it checks out too. That yeah, if they can stay afloat to Watson, I, I mean, there's obviously a sense of hope there. And like you said, with that division, I mean, Big Ben uh, gone for the first time and, and they just announced they're starting Trubisky, right? So, um, at Bengals trying to bounce back after the Super Bowl. You never know. Is that, was that the start of something or do they take the step back? They, yeah, I guess, I guess like a lot of NFL teams, you just don't want to shoot yourself in the foot early. And I think you were telling me yesterday that they need to get started Hot because they have the Hot. easy part of their schedule early. Yeah, the first month, if they don't go three and one, it's going to be a long road. They start at Carolina, which actually I would consider a loss. They just give a guess. So the Browns came back into the league in 1999. How many week one wins do the Browns have? <laughs> Knowing that you set it up like that, I will say six. One. No, stop. One. They have one what? week one win and one tie. <laughs> um, Yeah, it's not good. So they go there and then they go against the New York Jets. And hopefully we will have CJ Uzama back on the football show with Chris Rose and CJ Uzama to set up that week two game between the Browns and the Jets. I told him I'll root for you 16 times a year. <laughs> not one. <laughs> So that would be the one. Then week three, it's a short week at home against Pittsburgh on Thursday night football. And then they're at Atlanta. So that's the first month. And after that, it gets really dicey for them. Really dicey quickly. Um, so if they're not three and one, it's going to be a long, long season, I think. And I just hope that the Browns, if they end up going, let's say, seven and ten, I hope the hierarchy does not overreact. And it's like, well, Kevin Stefanski couldn't get. Like, this right. is a very difficult situation he's been put in. Right. Um, and, hey, the Chris Rose football show, I I guess I'd be in a position to lie to you if I wanted to, but I, I loved it. Uh, I think I know you were a little – you you and CJ are somewhat new to each other. Mm-hmm. And I, I think you guys were feeling each other out a little bit, but I think kind of the beauty of what we do, you know, at the end when he was talking about his keyboard and stuff like that and, you know, he, he was – you know, the Broadway stuff – that was awesome. So excited, excited for that again. And, I am too. Uh, and I can't wait to try these gummy bears that he's, you know, yeah. he's talking up throughout yeah. the entire show. He's a, he's an interesting dude. I saw on his Instagram, he was at the U S open, I think yesterday. So he, he's a guy who's not just going to sit around and not that there's anything wrong with being a gamer. I would want to get that clear. Like billions of people are doing it and people are making a lot of money, but he's not a guy who's just going to sit in his apartment and, and do his thing. I mean, he's going to go out and live life, which is more than I can say for myself someday. <laughs> Good for him. Uh, Rosie, what, um, 
So I, I was trying to get outside the box because there's always the generic stuff, and I'd, I'd love yeah. to hear your Super Bowl picks and things like that. Um, and, you know, you, you do your NFL network stuff, and I, it's, it's always so cool, man, when you're hanging out with Kurt Warner and stuff like that. that, that mm-hmm. blows, that's, that's awesome. I, I guess the first one I sent you yesterday is coaching changes, and I, I guess the one that I jumped to, and it, maybe it's the layup one, um, cause everyone loves the bills this year and they rightfully should, right? Josh Allen and that defense and everything, you know, Dayball is left and he's with the giants and we'll see how much of a factor that is. But people like Ken Dorsey, you know, taking over the play calling there, right. I guess, I guess, is there a coaching change that when, when you look around the league, people aren't talking about enough about how that's going to affect that team, whether good or bad. Yeah, and I think you were starting to go in the direction maybe of a Mike McDaniel with the with the Dolphins. Uh, I will say this is that I've had I work with several guys who have had him as a position coach over the years, and they've I've had at least two guys tell me he's the best coach they've ever had. Hmm. Now it's different when you're a position coach as opposed to the dude. And is he still going to be giving us those great little quippy press conferences if the Dolphins right. lose three in a row? I don't know. I hope so. I think he's hilarious. He's super smart and he's quirky. But to me, the the coaching change that nobody has talked about that I think could have saved somebody's career happened down in Jacksonville when Doug Peterson went down there. Last year was dumpster fire does not do it justice what we saw in Jacksonville. Their freaking coach would rather go hang out with some woman in Cincinnati than fly back on the team. Pl- like if I had been the owner, that's when I would have said, hey, ain't working. Let's figure out a settlement because that's not how we coach in the NFL. That's not how it works. Last season was such a lost year for a talent. You know, that I felt terribly for their quarterback last year. Yeah. I did. I felt so bad for him, not only because he took his signing bonus or whatever in crypto, but because <laughs> of the coaching issue. I mean, horrible. So I think that uh, Doug Peterson, go see what he did in year two for Carson Wentz up in Philly. I know that it's gone kind of askew since then, but he turned him into an MVP candidate in year two. I'm not saying that he's going to, I'm not going to say that Lawrence is going to make that sort of leap. I'm not even going to say that the Jags are going to win eight games, but I think they could win six or seven and look entirely different. And this will help them for 2023 and beyond. Yeah. I, I'm glad you said that. I mean, uh, Doug Peterson, you know, it's it's funny how quick sports can move and, you know, going from Philly Doug Peterson to to out to, yeah, man, like him him and Trevor Lawrence. I, I feel like they're two guys, when, when I picture them being interviewed, I picture them as just two guys that get along well. And mm-hmm. and you're so I, – I took a flyer on him in basically every fantasy league I could because maybe that last game left a little too much of an imprint on me and how much was it on Wentz, but also – that whole Colts team, you know, that that defense could have done more to Trevor Lawrence. He looked great, and and you're right. Like, dumpster fire is underselling it. It's It was maybe the worst Horrible. coaching situation that a young player has ever walked into that, yeah, I, I, I know one of the debates going on right now. I, I listen to Dilfer talk and a lot of different other, other people's football opinions I respect, and they, they say, you know... Uh, Trevor Lawrence might not have been as, you know, can't miss as a Manning brother or a Luck or something like that, but he was basically the tier below, uh-huh. <laughs> and 
he he walked into a bad situation and that whole team got better that yeah if, if there's if there's upside to buy into um i i love that one um cuz man Trevor Lawrence was so so good in in Clemson and and ETN's back and they added a well they also hey they spent over 300 million dollars in free agents yep. Now, I don't think that's the cure-all in this business. I'm much more of a draft guy than a free agent dude because very few of them even make the Pro Bowl their first year. But the sort of guys that they brought in, I like. I know they paid Christian Kirk $72 million, and you're like, what? But they need somebody that can catch the ball there. You know, it's interesting what they've done at their linebacker position. They brought in Foye Aluakon from Atlanta, who's been a really underrated player for years. Yale guy. Super smart, obviously, understands the game. But then they drafted two other inside linebackers with their first and their third round picks. So the, the roster construction still seems a little bit flawed. It's a little bit bulky-ish in terms of Trent Bulky. But mm. uh, we'll see. They could be they could be kind of a, a, a fun watch. I like that one. What's um? Let's see. What other good ones did I send you last night? What um? Not many good ones. Not many, but honestly. Let's just go through the list you sent me. <laughs> what um, team with a bad quarterback that'll win games? Is that a rude one to say bad quarterback? Team with a lesser quarterback? Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's fair to say bad quarterback it's, because I don't think that bad court. This isn't the Ravens at Super Bowl 35 where Trent Dilfer is going <laughs> to run the table. You can't do that anymore. Yeah. And people will say, well, Joe Flack, well, Joe Flacco was freaking. Yeah. He went 11 touchdowns, no picks <laughs> during nasty. that playoff run. Yeah. Trent Dilfer couldn't do that if there wasn't a defense on the other side. <laughs> so let's not compare those two. Um, I would say the guy who I think has the best shot of taking his team the furthest that is far from considered an elite quarterback is Jalen Hurts. Okay. Um, I saw the Eagles in uh, joint practices with the Browns this year, and their offensive and defensive lines are massive, massive yeah. human beings that can just grind you. And last year, the Eagles led the league in rushing, in part because of Hurts and his ability to get outside, because they don't have a number one running back that they rely on, right? For some whatever reason, they don't love Miles Sanders. They you know, one week Boston Scott will run for 93 yards. You're like, isn't he like their third running back? And yeah, I mean, that's how they do it. And I loved the trade for A.J. Brown. I am a huge A.J. Brown fan, big time. I know sometimes he gets dinged up a little bit. Uh, he and Hurts are boys, though. I think they're going to have instant chemistry. Devontae Smith is excellent. They've got like a deep receiving core now. Um I think they run away with the NFC East. A lot of people I like listening to are saying that, and it's tough to argue against, and it becomes one of those things where whether whether you love Hurts or you don't, and, you know, he should get better. He's a young football player. I, I thought there was a lot of times when his stats he accumulated at were at the end of games last year where defenses were kind of doing the bend-don't-break, and, and, uh -huh. and they were, you know... Uh, it is, it is what it is. I think you're right about the lines. Uh, Jordan Davis, the, the D-tackle they took, when you talk about massive human beings, uh, <laughs> the way people describe him is a guy that, like, when he comes into the league, there's only 
We talk about it in baseball a lot. If there is another league of baseball, like guys that would go to that next league, they right. talk about him like he's going to be one of those guys. Like he is just built different. I know my generation, or I guess BBD's generation, is ruining that that phrase, but he is he is built different. He, well, physically, he's um, he's unlike anything I've ever seen before. I, I could not believe the size of him. I want to see if I still have that picture. Or did I get rid of it? What picture is it? I, I here he is. Here it is. We'll see if this works here. Hopefully this works. Hold on. Here it is. That I, we'll see if we can see it. That is Jordan Davis. <laughs> okay. He's a head taller than anybody <laughs> else. And then you put the freaking extra football helmet on him, the guardian cap as they called it. Mm. And he literally looks like he was built in outer space and shipped to this country. Right. He and it, just, I couldn't believe it. I was like, uh, we're, we're the same. <laughs> yeah. I mean, list, li, he was listed six, six, three forty. said he played anywhere. Three fifty to three sixty. Yeah. He I mean, that's a four, seven, eight at the four, at the combine. We all looked at each other. We were like, Thank God we weren't on a fault line. Like, we would have been screwed. Yeah. No, if he... Yeah, and that's that's a guy that can ruin a game. If if you're, if you're a guard gets hurt and your backup guard's in, I mean, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and the Eagles, they sneaky their Super Bowl run. They were incredible on both lines, and that's, uh, you know, that, that conference always seems to... <laughs> You can win it if you have something that works for your team, and, and that yep. could be what works for the Eagles. And I, I guess that's where I'll jump to with, uh, I really like this one. If you had to pick a division winner to save Trevor Plouffe's life, mm. like coming into the season, you got one. That's it. You could pick from any, any division, and you say, okay, they're going to come out of the West, North, South, yeah. East, whatever. I think I would have to go... Uh... Not only because this guy would probably want to save Trevor Plouffe's life because they live in the same gated, snobby mm. community, uh, but because it makes the most sense, I think, this year. And it's the Rams. I um, I have questions about Trey Lance in San Francisco. I think it could take him a little while to get going, although I always root for them. I think they're a fun team. I'm a huge Shanahan guy. Uh I think that the Cardinals could get off to their usual fast start, but then break down three exits too early. And the Seahawks quarterback situation is not pleasant. Yeah. So I think if I had to go somewhere, I would say that the Stafford's elbow issue concerned me. Sure. It does a little bit, but I look at every other division for the most part, like even the bills, like Miami could be tricky. I don't expect them to be. That was that was going to be my second pick. Yeah. Not even the Packers, man. The Packers, I think, will be, you know, the, the Vikings are like an every other year interesting squad. So they could they could give them trouble there. You know, I already talked about the competition in the AFC North. We know about the competition in the AFC West. The two South divisions, the Saints are going to be really good. And I, I think the Buccaneers have some serious offensive line issues there. Um I don't know who's better between Indianapolis and Tennessee. I think they're both kind of average looking right now. It's so with the NFC West, I, I like it. I mean, the, the Niners are the scare for me. Uh, if Trey Lance is mm -hmm. 
a dude enough to have benched Jimmy G properly and with Shanahan and, you know, they had a lot of injuries last year and they're just a really well-run org. And you can say that for a lot of teams. But, I, you know, they, they would be the team that I think can give them the most scare. You're right about the Cardinals. I, it, you know, without Hopkins to start the year and with now seeing Kyler get worn down later in the year and, hey, I'm, you know, I, I represent the short Kings as well as I can. Um, but, you know, we, mm. the NFL adopted to some shorter quarterbacks, which was awesome that they could play that game. But also part of the fear was always how could they maintain it through a season? And even Russ, who's built, again, built differently. Russ is as thick as a 5'10", 6-foot right. guy can be built. And now I, I think in recent years we've seen him Get a little more beat up, and I, I hope things are different for my Broncos, and I think they right. will be. But let me ask you something sure. real quick about the Niners. They, they don't have the toughest schedule coming out of the gate. They've got Chicago. They've got Seattle. Then they've got two tough ones, including the Rams in the first month. You don't ever know what happens week one. Week one's right. the biggest crapshoot. I, I just think it's nuts, right? You've had the entire offseason a game plan. Sure. Weird things happen in week one. If somehow the Bears, who we all expect to be shit, like a bottom five shitty team, if they end up winning at home with Justin Fields over Trey Lance, let's say after the first month the Niners are one and three and Jimmy G's sitting there on the bench, you don't think some of the guys in the locker room are going to be like, "Uh, I'm putting my body on the line. This is a Super Bowl-type team. And you've got a guy who's gotten us there one time and gotten us close another. Like we can't use him. That would be fascinating if that happens. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I think you could put that in the in the minus column. I think you could also put that in the plus column too. Like, say if, if Trey Lance doesn't have it, and and say you're the Bears or you know the Dolphins, like you're talking about, are becoming sexy. Uh, if you need to break the glass in case of emergency, like th- that's not a bad place to end up. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's where I, I, I get it. I, I just I don't know. I, I don't currently see it as a bad thing, I, especially when you mention quarterback play around the league is it's it's at an all time high. You could go through twenty plus guys that you're like, yeah, that guy can win you a game pretty well, and then there's still a couple teams out there like the. The Falcons this year, and you mentioned the Seahawks. That it's I <laughs> kind of shocked that they could you could go into a season with that. Um, you know, not to be rude to those guys, but it's you know at so much of so much of the NFL this time of year in the draft is around hope. And you know, if if you're the Falcons, I think you know Mariota can only how much hope can he get you? I know, but so they passed last year in the 2020 one draft on quarterbacks at four for Kyle Pitts, right? Right. I mean, they, they're still, they're, three had been taken. There were still two other guys there, Justin Fields and Mac Jones, that they could have had. And they were like, nah. And Justin Fields is from Atlanta. Nah. This year, when they had the draft pick at eight, they couldn't justify taking Kenny Pickett up there. Yeah. So they knew they were going to have to go this route this year, and they ended up drafting a kid out of Cincinnati who could who could be okay or could not be okay. Right. We don't know. Right. So we'll see. Um, Let's see. What else did I have on here? Um, I, I guess 
I'm kind of just looking for the sexy team, Chris Rose. I, I like I, I was going into those middle the the middle teams and kind of the Super Bowl odds. You mentioned the Dolphins. Like people, you if you like Tua and you believe in what Tyree Kill did for that Chiefs offense and the new head coach, you can start talking yourself into that pretty well. I mean, even uh, I think. This team is a different tier above them, but the Chargers, kind of everyone's been waiting for it. I love Herbert. I, I think they've also just racked up such talent throughout that roster that if that team wasn't named the Chargers and in that division, that, that people would be talking about them a lot more. You mentioned the Colts. Like, if Matt Ryan can be stable and a step up from Carson Wentz, does that get them okay. anywhere? Can we stop for a second? <laughs> yes. Matt Ryan versus Patrick Mahomes. Who are you taking? I will go Mahomes. Matt Ryan versus Joe Burrow. Who are you taking? I would go Joe Burrow. Matt Ryan versus Josh Allen. Who are you taking? Easy Josh Allen. Matt Ryan versus Justin Herbert. Who are you taking? Justin Herbert. Matt Ryan versus Russell Wilson. Who are you taking? Let Russ cook. Matt Ryan versus Lamar Jackson. Who are you taking? Lamar Jackson. Okay, so he's going to have to beat some combination of those guys. Yeah. Probably, I doubt the Colts will have the best record in the AFC. They could be improved. I doubt they go 13 and four, 12 and five. I don't see it necessarily. Yeah, I'm, you and know, I agree. Like he's an upgrade from Carson Wentz, but we, this isn't MVP Matt Ryan with right. Kyle Shanahan calling plays. It's just not like, I think the Colts are cute. Mm. I think they're a cute little story, but I just don't I don't see them. If you're gonna put money on it, like I would go Chargers. Their coach scares me a little bit. I think yeah. he's loose. Like I get it. I understand where we are with the analytics of the sport and why it might make sense, but Jesus, I can't go for it. I might for my own twenty. Yeah. I'm not gonna do that. Like you're gonna lose the the part of analytics that never gets factored in is what it does to the heartbeat of people because the game's played by humans it's not played by computers so you can't factor in when guys are looking at each other when their coach is going for it on their own 20 right really coach why'd we do and when then we didn't get it oh now we're backed up thank you coach thank you (laughs) yeah the defense really appreciates that so, uh, like, while I, I respect the analytics and I understand it, and I think it's fun to go for it on fourth down, I thought to keep our sanity. Like, do you trust him, Brandon Staley, who seems like a hell of a guy, and I'm rooting for him because he went to John Carroll, which is five minutes from where I grew up. Man, in a playoff game? Oh. Right, and then if if you operate that way during the regular season and then you don't do that in the playoffs, that's almost a similar... That's a similar heartbeat check because, yep. okay, so we operated this way and now we're in a big game and we don't do that? Like, that, it can go both ways. And I, you know, obviously the the human aspect of analytics still gets missed a lot. And I know the one that, that always gets me in gym with the, uh, the Manfred ghost runner on second, they talk about, you know, you, you don't bunt because the odds are you, you can score more runs if you don't bunt. But the goal is kind of to get one, or you need to at least get one. Um, and it kind of doesn't fully factor that in. 
that if you got that run home, then the other team comes up, and if they don't score that, you win. And and they might not. I don't know. Like, it, I don't know. I won't do analytics speeches because that's that's not my forte. Yeah, I was about to argue with you a little bit, but okay. I know, I know, and I I get some of it, but I don't. I don't know. I think there's other parts that get missed. Yeah, I think it's great. And it's knowing the situation, and it's knowing who's That's... coming up, and all of that, uh, and all that jazz, as they say. Um, so you're not it, nothing on nothing on the Raiders, nothing on a a Bengals No, I think the Raiders are fascinating, right? Um, because I think that their coach, I think a lot of this is on their coach. I think they've had a pretty good team. You know, they haven't won a playoff game since they won the AFC Championship. Hmm. Uh, 20 years ago, right? Um, so is Josh McDaniels more comfortable in his own skin now? Right. First time in Denver, he was like, I'm like an asshole to everybody. I'm going to Belichick my way through this. And that did not work. You know, he got off to a great, what he got? Six and oh, I think he was mm-hmm. out of the shoot. And then he didn't even make, he made it another year and that was it. So has he figured out who he is? Is he going to be the Belichick coach, you know, outside of Bill O'Brien, who's going to have some success? And even O'Brien got laughed at down in Houston, even though he did a really good job coaching the team for the most part. He just didn't do a good job building the team eventually. But with McDaniels, there's a lot of talent there on both sides of the ball. I mean, there's not a lot of pass rushing duos that are better than Max Crosby and Chandler Jones. And this is amazing when you consider the fact that they've gotten so little from their draft classes in recent years. I mean, their entire 2020 or 2021 draft classes off the team. Hmm. You know, the three guys that they picked at the beginning of the Mayock-Gruden era, they had three first-round picks. Not one of them had their fifth-year option picked up. So they've done a shitty job of building this team. And... um but I think they are fascinating, and I think Derek Carr is a good enough quarterback to win games in this league. I really do. I could have gone with him with the Jalen Hurts answer. That's where, uh, you know, Matt Stafford going into last year, I think people would have had him rated maybe one or two spots above Carr if you'd actually listed out the quarterbacks, <laughs> but they're, they're cut from a similar cloth. Yeah. Um, and, you know, adding Devontae Adams and – Waller's still a little bit of a wild card. Max Crosby, my goodness, the the way that dude was wrecking games was unreal. Yeah. It it was it rarely is a DN that must watch in a game, but every play you had to watch him because it that was the game. It was it was can you slow him down to even do a play? Uh, and there was times when he couldn't. Um, and that that whole division, I'm I'm a Broncos fan. I don't know what's gonna happen. Um, I think Russ is going to cook for a little bit. Their end of the season schedule is his six just brutal games. I think it's Chiefs twice. I think Raiders might be a Green Bay game or something. So kind of like you were saying with your Browns, if the Broncos don't come into those final six weeks, kind of, you know, two, three games above 500, it's going to be tough for them to go. And and that whole division is so good. I, I know you referenced it at the start. Um to pick a horse in there and ignore a Mahomes um, and Andy Reid with the Chargers, who are probably the most talented team, the Raiders, who are one of the biggest wild cards, and I love the Broncos' skill position, and I think they have one of the best home fields in football. But 
I don't know what you do. I think like a lot of football divisions, it's probably just going to come down to injuries. Is that a cop-out answer? No, it's not a cop-out answer. I, th- I also think that Nathaniel Hackett, we don't know what type of head coach he is. Sure. It's a big deal. Yeah. It's a really big deal. You know, you're going against the guy who Andy Reid's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Right. With the exception of his clock management. We talked about Brandon Staley, and we talked about Josh McDaniels. So I think it's I think it's just as intriguing with the head coaches in this division as it is with the quarterbacks, to be honest with you. I like so it. I don't know. I, th- I think it's going to be all fascinating. Chris Rose, I think it's the moment everyone's been waiting for. People have changed their schedules, realigned mm-hmm. their days. They want to know who don't you Don't make me do a Super Bowl pick. Who are your Browns playing in? <laughs> Is that do, do they make it a big deal? I I mean at NFL Network, it's a big thing, right? To of course like, they do. Of right. course they do. We had our our uh, every Tuesday, the last Tuesday before there's no football, the NFL game day crew with Rich and Irv and Kurt and Mooch and Cynthia and Rachel Bonetta, they do a two hour preview show. And last night, all six of them picked the Bills to. I think not only make the Super Bowl, but win the Super Bowl. Is that possible? I think all six. I know all six had them in it. And I think all six had them winning it. It's. Um, I picked the Bills last year. I had the Bills over the Niners. No, I had the Bills losing to the Niners last year. Man, was I close. Yeah. I was like a freaking literally coin flip away because I don't think. Joe Burrow wins up in Buffalo last year. Great run for them. I don't think he's winning. But then again, I didn't think he was going to win in Kansas City down 21-3 to either, so I could have been wrong there. And then the Niners are a dropped Jaworski-Tart interception away from making their second Super Bowl in three years. So I felt good about my pick. I actually release it on Twitter like minutes before the game because I know people are clamoring for it just like they waited for Plouffe's yes. uh, World Series prediction this year. Yes. Which is looking great with the Brewers and White Sox. Great job. <laughs> both, so, te- both teams outside looking in for now. Yep, for now. <laughs> still still running the race, though. I, The Bills are such a heavy, such a favorite. Um, gotcha. That, I, I don't know. It's, it's almost that just natural fade the fade because sports never work out like that. Because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I know they added Vaughn and Josh Allen is so, so good. But yeah, they did lose the head coach, and I I don't know. I, it's they they freak me out just from how much everyone's in on it. And then, man, you could talk yourself. I'm surprised how many teams you can talk yourself out of in the top like five or six favorites. Like the Buccaneers and Brady are are kind of freaking everyone out right now. Uh, the Rams, nobody's repeated since uh, 2000. No, since uh, the Patriots did it in Super Bowls 38 and 39. So it's, you know, it's been a couple moons. Yep. Uh, um, you know, the Chiefs and Tyree Kill, there's some numbers there that people can, how important is he to the offense? I, You know, I think they're the ones that you could talk yourself back into the easiest. Green Bay Packers are always awesome, but I mean, Rodgers and how often they actually have gotten to the Super Bowl is kind of shocking when when you actually see it on paper. And then you start getting into Chargers, Niners, Broncos territory that it's, I don't know. I, I, if, if you've got a hunch on one of those middle teams, maybe just place a, place a $20 bet on it because if the Bengals... Well, first are, of all, I, 
I personally will not do that. Right. I, as a uh, NFL man. Not you. No, not me. But I will say that I, and I already talked them up a bit. I'm buying stock in the Eagles, man. Okay. I just am. I think they're so different than any other team out there. They're really, really different. And I think they can sustain injuries along both fronts. Usually that's where, that's like what worries me massively about the Buccaneers. Right. They're already leaking oil on the offensive line, big time. And what does Tom Brady need in order to be Tom Brady? He needs to be standing upright. Yeah. Oh, yes, he can get the rid of the ball quicker. He can diagnose defenses better than anybody in the history of the sport. I understand that. But, man, if you still have guys that are in your face and he's got to go against New Orleans twice a year and Carolina's defense is up and coming and, you know, they've got a first-place schedule the whole bit, he's going to be facing it a lot. You know, he's got to go against the entire AFC North this year. There's some pass rushers in that division with Miles Garrett and Trey Hendrickson. And, oh, yeah, T.J. Watt only tied Michael Strahan for the single-season sack record. So, I don't know. I mean – I think Philly, I know that people are going to be like, well, Jalen Hurts can't compete with Matthew Stafford or Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers. Okay, but, like, who's the next tier of quarterbacks? Then it's Dak, Kirk Cousins, Kyler, although we don't really always believe in Arizona anyway. And, you know, like, that's what we're looking at. Why can't Jalen Hurts be that for a short run? And I I feel like in in a lot of football seasons you'll you'll always see that that regular season team that kind of like you're saying like you know if 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 the rubber met the road and you had to bet on a a Chiefs Mahomes team versus a Tennessee Titans team that had a better regular season record you would still go with Mahomes and the Chiefs because you just believe in what that team is about but. As far as a regular season football team goes and the ability to rack up wins, you're right. The Eagles have a path that if Hurts takes a totally. step up and they added Brown and the lines like we talked about that, yeah, they they have a lane. They have a lane. They totally have a lane. And it starts with the division. And I know the Cowboys fans will say, wait a second, Chris. The Cowboys are the team that went 6-0. and The Cowboys are the team that put up 40 points per game in the division. Those That's all accurate. They also are the team that didn't do much in the offseason. And they certainly regressed on the offensive line. They lost Lyle Collins. They lost Connor Williams, who wasn't a great guard, but it, he was a starter. And what'd you replace him with? They replaced him with Tyler Smith, who was a first round pick, is going to have to take over for a future Hall of Famer on the left side. He got penalized so much last year, I thought it was a freaking NASCAR race during Tulsa games. Like, there were yellow flags all over. He got 16 penalties, and he joined the most penalized team in the game? How's that going to work out when you're going against the Eagles, who have only nine zillion pass rushers? So I'm just saying that if they're able to take care of business, Washington sucks, the Giants stink, and the Cowboys, if they split against the Cowboys, they can easily go 5-1 and one in that division. And I like their schedule a little bit better than I like the Cowboys. There you go. I like it. I like you, Rosie. Man, Micah Parsons. Oh, awesome. <laughs> Holy smokes, man. I'm a, fan, I'm a fan of his. We had him. So the one thing I do during the summer um, for NFL Network is back together Saturday where all 32 teams are practicing on the same day. 
so I got to go out to Oxnard, California, which is where the Cowboys trained. And he joined us very quickly, myself and LaDainian Tomlinson. Now, that dude, what people don't know is he was a uh, running back in high school. Could you imagine tackling him? No. And so we were like, do you ever go up to Kellen Moore, who's the offensive coordinator? And before I could even finish the sentence, he's like, every damn year. Like, they're throwing the ball to fat guys for touchdowns. Our offensive linemen are scoring touchdowns, and I can't get a goal line package? I'm like, give him one. Give him one. He's, uh, I talked about that. If there is a league above the NFL, Micah Parsons would probably be one of the first picks. He's, there's nothing he can't do. He can cover, he can run, and he can get to the passer. He had, I think he had, what do you have, 13 sacks or something like that? And he only rushed on 54% of the hmm. snaps, which was like, to give that some perspective, guys like Miles Garrett, um, like he's rushing on 90% of the snaps or something, or 92% of the snaps. So Micah Parsons is dropping a bunch and still getting double-digit sack totals. He's he's a beast. He's could, a really good football could player. Could probably be one of the best DNs, one of the best linebackers, one of the best safeties in the league Correct. if he really – you really probably run to. nickel. God. Um, Chris Rose, um, thank you so much. Um, we I'm can, just happy I stopped sweating. Yeah, I have to be honest with you. It's I, everyone finally, is. I think I've got the biggest swamp ass for baseball <laughs> today coming up. I don't know. Should I should I change shirts or should I just wear it? I would let it ride or maybe just pop that top off, you know? Probably show, not best. Show the grizzly bear chest. I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah, it's By the way, do, do do we get to split the national anthem award or how does yes. that work? Yes. Uh the Canadian anthem was a big part of it and it wouldn't have happened without you. Oh, really? So yes. Um, yeah, I listened back at it. I I had it playing um and Michelle didn't know exactly what was going on. She goes, "Sure. Is that you singing O Canada?" <laughs> I was like, "Oh baby." <laughs> Yeah, it was. That's uh, so that's what you guys were doing for the 25th anniversary. Congratulations! Yeah, we were singing "O Canada." It's <laughs> very beautiful. So we uh, go check out Chris Rose's Twitter for your Super Bowl pick right before kickoff tomorrow, or what? Yep, I'll do that tomorrow night. Well, I got a real problem. It's Brady's back to school night. Okay, freaking school that we pay college tuition type prices for. Yeah, every year. The first Thursday is back to school night. So I'm like, uh, you know, I'm going to be the asshole who's going to be walking around watching Bill's Rams on this thing. Michelle's going to be like, you pay attention. Be like, I am paying attention. Yeah. Because guess mean, what? If I don't do this, then we can't do this. Exactly. You've got a pretty good, you got a pretty good, what, something to hang your hat on? Is that the phrase? Like, you know, that's. That's better be than being the the other guy. I mean, Chris Rose. Come on, John Boy Media. Yeah, you're doing tell you're doing it for CJ. Oh God, yeah. You know, absolutely. You know, um, gotta get my old school football show with Chris Rose, CJ Uzama shirt out. Do we know? Um, do we know when the next one is is coming out? Do we want to tease that at all? No, we're or? gonna. Uh, okay. we we don't have a, a date plan, but we're we're shooting hopefully for after week one. We're trying. That. Okay. Uh, that that would be the the best time. So we'll keep our fingers crossed on that. I will do. Chris Rose, okay. 
Thank you. Everyone will be looking for your Super Bowl prediction tweet right before the season. Uh, and a lot of these people will probably hop over to baseball today in a minute. So I um, love it. I love it. Thanks for having me on, as always. Bye, BBD. Bye, Rosie. Love you. Oh, wow. Thank you, Rose. Hey, appreciate you, gang. I'll see you guys soon. Lots of love. Kisses to Chris Rose. Everyone, per usual, tweet at Chris Rose and tell him he is the best. Um, he is a sports junkie, a lot like myself. Um, and he, uh, I love it. I, I, I sent him over questions last night. Uh, late, like way too late. Like I should have, I probably should have sent stuff over earlier. And I was like, you know, cause I wanted to do some stuff that wasn't generic, like the coaching question. And I, you know, something to put, put a little thought into the, the, the Doug Peterson one. He wasn't phased at all. I, cause he already had the answers in his head. Um, he, he just needed to know the path of it. And, uh, I think another thing about Chris Rose and we, uh, we do a lot of baseball here. Uh, you people know that. Um, when we were doing talking baseball early on this season, we were doing a, uh, we were having some stats and research help us learn about the games. Uh, cause to learn about every series and every game is pretty brutal. Um, so we had some, some research stuff and what we ended up finding out was that it was tough because. We would have the research on the paper, but we still didn't really know what happened because, you know, for baseball, the best way to know is to to watch or, you know, watch even those little series recaps. MLB TV puts those out. They do the game recaps. They're like eight minutes. Those help a lot because you can actually see the play. So, you know, if a, a double is either off the wall and missed being a home run by a foot or if it was a broken bat shift beating double and that part of the story matters. Um, so I know at, at one point we asked Chris Rose, like, Hey, what's, um, you know, you know, baseball real well. Like, what's your secret? Like, are you going through newspaper box scores? Are you like, what, what do you got? And he was like, I'd, I think Chris Rose watches like five games at a time. And just like, psh, 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 psh. talks about, he throws on the octo box on, uh, on MLB TV and, he watches couple, the game. A couple screens. <laughs> that's the that's kind of that's the best way to do it. So, uh, you know, what's uh, one of us? One of us. One, one of, of us. us. Tweet at Chris Rose. Uh, thank him. Uh, like we mentioned at the top, I I mean, baseball has some storylines going. I th- I think the biggest one is Braves Mets that we we stumbled into yesterday a little bit. Um, it's, it's crazy that those teams are going to be racing and fighting for a wild card. At the same time, the new wild card is going to be great because one of those teams won't be in a one-game situation because um, that's as brutal as it gets. And honestly, if one of those teams got eliminated, it, it would probably be a disservice to what we're trying to do uh, to the playoffs. So that race is incredible. Do we know how many series they have the rest of the way if I do Mets schedule? Mm. Um, and they're playing the Pirates and the Marlins, but they've been getting beat by bad teams. Mets and Braves have a three-gamer, uh, the last, the second-to-last series of the year. Um, so, I mean, that series is going to be... 
And I guess that's the other thing that I've gotten excited about recently with September is that playoff baseball, college football used to always say this, and it used to piss me off, so I, I'm surprised I'm using it. But playoff baseball is already kind of going to be starting. Um, you know, the Guardians, uh, the Guardians and the Twins have eight games coming up. Like, that's Hey-o. that's their playoffs. <laughs> like, the- I'm going to go out on a limb and say the record in those eight games probably determines the winner. should ask Chris Rose about that. But, yeah, I mean, Guardians Guardians and Twins, they have three coming up this weekend, uh, and then they have a five-gamer coming up the next weekend, um, and then some White Sox games after that. So the AL Mid, which I've been brutal on, um, I've been calling it the AL Mid, you know, their playoffs are starting, so that's cool. So that's cool. So enjoy that. So uh, thank you, Chris Rose. I guess we can do a quick um, comment of the day. And by the way, Bakers, uh, big app yesterday, shorter app. That's YouTube. Probably going to have to start doing some more of that. Maybe even chopping this up into two episodes or something like that. Um, Joe the Cat said, thanks for grinding out this content, Jake and BBD. Mm. Thanks, Joe the Cat. In time. Not normally a cat guy. Uh, but I appreciate that. Uh, Shrek1947, underrated John Boy Cop podcast. Let's go. Let's go. Um, CJ Cable, I didn't think Poolhouse had a shot either, but I'd, I've loved watching him at the very least. Hope he passes A-Rod so we get some form of goofy social media from him. Um, <laughs> and then uh, the other one that, that made me laugh was Need Ichiro on Wake and Jake as... Yeah, so someone got me. Someone said, uh, need more talk about him, but might, might as well just do the damn thing. Um, oh, and then Connor Green had something. He compared the D-backs to the Tigers, so we're not talking about that. Um, we're just not talking about that. Um, hey, I mentioned at the top, I'll, I'll do a cop-out bro of the night. Christian Yelich hit a 500-foot homer last hmm. night, 499. Uh Longest homer in the major since 2019. Uh, it was at course. I mean, it's, yeah. I'd say. I thought the, the tweet saying that, like a, the talking baseball tweets, I thought they were using hyperbole. Right. I was like, that's not a number. And then I watched it, the video. And like, uh, oh. it looks like my guy Yelly had a tough stretch in August. But outside of that, um, He had been playing really good baseball. I know Brewers fans were trying to tell us. um, Yeah, I mean, since June 7th, so June, July, August. So, yeah, for three months, Christian Yelich has been 288, 390, and 803 OPS. So, funny enough, a lack of power, only seven home runs. But a 390 on base, 288 guy, um... You know, Yelly is one of Trev's guys. He's kind of one of our guys. John Boy Media Trivia Show. People forget. Um, Just nice to us every time we've interacted. Yeah, awesome guy. Awesome guy. Watch us play Blitzball. Um, we didn't... I don't want to say this. In, we didn't invite him just because we were like, you're Christian Yelich. Like, you're not going to watch yeah. us play. And he just, Sunday day game, off day the next day. Just like, all right. I'll watch you losers. Um, hamstring John Boy, people remember. <laughs> um, so good for Yelly. You uh, you got someone you want to shout out, Beebs? Kinda. Okay. I, the Braves caught the Mets. Mm-hmm. 
I was like, oh. so I was, you know, look at some box scores, see, see yeah. if somebody stood out, or if there was an impact play in, in that Braves game to catch him. It's like, oh, they played the A's. There's a close game. Did something happen? Kyle Wright got kind of lit up. And I was like, oh, well, the bullpen shut it down. I was going to give like a, oh, the Braves did the bullpen thing again. And I'm looking at it. They went Dylan Lee to Chavez to Iglesias to Minter to Jansen. <clears throat> and the, and I was like, oh, Jesse Chavez is just a bonus piece there. And that, then I remembered, wait. Yeah. He was he was traded, wasn't he? Yep. How How is this not like the most funny joke on the internet that they got him back. Yeah. They traded him for Reisel, got him back within the month, got lit up in, in LA. He's been nothing but good for, for the Braves. He had like a low two ZRA, the first stint this year with them come back. It's been three clean outings since what are we doing? He's just their guy. Awesome. Like he's He's just their their guy. He's 38 years old. Um, when he has a Braves uniform on, Jesse Chavez is good. When he doesn't, he's not. Um, At this point, I was like, "That's awesome." Yeah, like they. Why is why do I not know that yet? They need to rename a bullpen role for like Jesse Chavez guys, Adam Warren with the Yankees. Yeah. Like, like you're just the guy that like you're pitching innings, and it seems like you're you're never in a bad spot. Like he's never getting the like you're never in a tied spot. game in the eighth, and it's like oh shoot, like I don't I don't know how we got here, but um, but yeah, I mean he's like the Yankees did it a little bit. Don't I'd have to look at like closer at his game logs, where it's like oh, and Canely was the is the down by one guy. Like his last two games or coming into this, he pitched in an eight one game in Miami, clean seven one game in Miami, two innings clean. In this game, he came in the fifth inning, 1.1, and he ends up getting the win. Um, so, and yeah, with uh, with the Angels, uh, he was not good. <laughs> he was not good, uh, but he was good with the Braves. So, yeah, that's one of those funny ones. In the trade, back with Atlanta, good yeah. for him. That's kind of home. That's his safe place. Um, awesome. So... I was like, did I miss something? And I looked, and I was like, no, you went back. Yelly and Jesse, um, awesome stuff. Thank you to Chris Rose. Thank you guys for baking the algorithm and listening. Uh, love you guys. Enjoy football this weekend. My goodness. Tomorrow night. Um, tomorrow night. Enjoy everything on John Boy Media, the compound morning with John Boy. Talking Giants. It's a big week. It's a big week. Chris Rose ro- rotation. If you haven't listened to Chris Rose football show with CJ Uzama, it's really Check good. Her out. Shea Station, they just got caught. Hello. Talking Yanks. Everyone's been talking about that blow up. Uh, talking baseball. Everything on John Boy Media. Those GeoGuessr God guys. Baggage tomorrow. Go rewatch Floorball. Are you nuts? Are you nuts? Thank you guys. Mini golf. Love you guys. Bake it. Share. Watch. 